The New Orleans Saints need to hit a home run in the first round of the NFL draft, and thankfully for them, there are a lot of contestants for best possible first round selection. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? I am your host, Ross Jackson, New Orleans native, your New Orleans Saints expert and credentialed media member covering those New Orleans Saints as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network. And on today's Mock Draft Monday, we're going to take a look at building out depth by looking at the specifics and prototypes of the New Orleans Saints, how to add two dynamic playmakers on each side of the ball in the middle rounds, and we're going to kick everything off with the best first round selection, or at least the option of best first round selections for the New Orleans Saints before we make our own. And then we'll, that'll lead us into our seven round mock draft here on today's episode. We appreciate you very much for being an everydayer here on the show and for making Locked On Saints your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Saints is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets by simply winning any $5 bet. That's $150. If your first bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So look, the New Orleans Saints draft 14th right now uh, in the first round of the NFL draft. We'll see if that moves one way or another, whether they trade up or whether they defy the odds and trade back. Uh, trading up seems more likely of the two. But it's also fine for the New Orleans Saints to sit around at 14 stick and pick because there's a pretty good selection of players in the first half of the NFL drafts first round this year. So they should have several different options to be their best possible first round selection. A couple of fan favorite names, of course, are Quarterback Jaden Daniel, though I expect Jaden uh, Daniels, excuse me, though I don't expect the New Orleans Saints to draft a quarterback at least in the first round of this year's draft. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers is a big one. I'm a little iffy on spending a first round pick on a tight end myself. You can get a tight end in the fifth, sixth round that might serve you just as well. A little bit too much boom or bust for me. I know a lot of folks are a little nervous about going for the offensive line or the defensive line, considering the Saints history there. But truthfully, first round selections have worked out on the offensive line until very recently with Trevor Penning, which is really just more of a uh, we still have to figure out exactly who he's going to be more than it, that has been any kind of bust, if you will. But I understand a little bit of the concern around defensive line, things like that. Wide receiver Brian Thomas out of LSU was one that we snuck in uh, last week for our mock draft when I kept myself from going either offense or defensive line. But really for me, I think the guy that could be the most realistic home run hit for the New Orleans Saints on the offensive line or, or in the first round is offensive lineman, offensive tackle Olu Fashanu out of Penn State. For me, he's the home run hit. This guy projects to be not just a very good tackle in the NFL, but it seems to be pretty much consensus that this guy's got everything that it's going to take to be an elite player at the position and to potentially even be an all pro. The Saints are aided uh, quite a bit in this year's draft because of the 
absolutely stacked offensive tackle class. I hosted our national show, Locked on Sports Today, for today's episode, and I spoke with Keith, Keith Sanchez, who's a New Orleans native. He's a, a senior analyst over at the Draft Network. He hosts our uh, co-hosts our Locked on NFL Draft show along with Damian Parson over there and just knows a lot more about what it is that the Saints need than most draft analysts out there. And he was talking about the offensive tackle class and how there are 10 different offensive tackles that in any given year potentially could have pushed to be tackle one in that particular draft. And that's a really good sign. If you're a team that needs to build out your offensive line, like let's be real. Offensive line play, offensive line talent across the NFL has taken a major hit over the course of the last, I'll say decade, but really half decade or so. A lot of that has to do with the fact that athletic offensive linemen at the high school and collegiate levels get moved to different positions. They get moved to tight end if they can catch passes. They get moved to defensive line, either off the edge or on the interior if there's somebody that they feel has a lot of athleticism and can be disruptive in that way. Olufashanu, Talisa Fuaga, um, Patrick Paul, Tyler Guyton, J.C. Latham, I mean, all of these guys that are at tackle in this year's class stayed on the offensive line and are incredibly athletic. So for me, Olufashanu is the home run hit for the New Orleans Saints. This guy is effectively as surefire and all pro as a surefire all pro can be before they ever step foot on an NFL football field, right? Like, let's make sure that we're talking about the expectation, the consensus, not the real, or not even really the expectation. We're just talking about the consensus and the opinion. We're not really talking about the actual expectation here. But look, if you're selecting an offensive tackle in the first round, you probably want that offensive tackle to be good. And I think that the New Orleans Saints, as they've revamped their offensive coordinator, as they've revamped their offensive system, as they've revamped their offensive coaching staff as a whole, should probably be looking at revamping their offensive line as well, with the exception of spots like center and guard with Cesar Ruiz and Eric McCoy. And then we'll see what happens with the health of Ryan Ramchak. So look, lots of home run opportunities for the New Orleans Saints in the first round. I just personally think that Olu Fashanu is one of the surefire home runs in this draft. Let's learn a little bit more about him. Uh, coming out of Penn State, uh, measured right now uh, by the school at six foot six, 319 pounds. He will be at the Combine later on this month. I will be in Indianapolis for the Combine as well. So we'll constantly be bringing you updates uh, from there. But let's take a look at some of the things that he has achieved over the course of his time in Penn State. In 2023, as a senior, he was named the team captain. We know that that's something that the New Orleans Saints absolutely love. And then from an on-field perspective, he's, I mean, been nearly perfect. Zero career sacks allowed, only 17 career pressures allowed, despite playing 1,349 snaps in total throughout his time at Penn State. He's got a lot of experience. He's seen a lot of field action, and he hasn't really let up a lot. And let's be real. He's playing in the Big Ten or the Big whatever they're going to call it, however many teams are in the Big Ten now. But he's playing in the Big Ten, which tends to produce really good offensive linemen. You look at, or excuse me, defensive linemen. You look at Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. That's a guy that he had to meet every year. You look back at the pass rushers coming out of Ohio State, out of Michigan. These are guys that he had to go up against every year. And he kept his quarterback clean. Zero career sacks, not just in 2023, but over the course of his career, never allowing a single sack. That's really, really good. And he's got the athleticism. 
and he's got the run blocking prowess. Got to get a little bit better at blocking on the run, which is going to be, you know, kind of a big thing in the New Orleans Saints offense, assuming that that zone run scheme transitions over to New Orleans as we expect it. But these are simply things that you can teach. Penn State doesn't run a lot of zone run, right? Do they run it? Yeah. Do they run a ton of it? No, not really. That's a man up and win type of a situation over in the Big Ten. That's fullback dive, halfback dive territory right there. So yeah, he's going to be really good at blocking the guy in front of him. He's going to have to learn how to block a little bit on the move. But you're talking about a high motor. You're talking about a team captain. You're talking about prototypical size, height, weight, speed, wingspan, extremely long arms as well. These are all things that the New Orleans Saints would love to have on their offensive line. And let's be honest, thought that they were getting in Trevor Pitting. But while the jury's still out on them, the Saints shouldn't sit on their hands and wait to find out. If a prospect like Olu Fashanu, a nearly surefire thing at offensive line is there on the board at 14, you run the card up and you take them. That's an absolute home run. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at how the New Orleans Saints can add dynamic playmakers to each side of the ball with the next two selections. We got all that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with America's number one sportsbook and the official sports betting partners here on the Locked on Podcast Network. It's time for you to get some buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your first $5 bet wins. You can then Take a look at that from the NBA perspective on things like quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and much more. Maybe you're an NFL draft fan and you want to take a look at maybe the opportunity of an upset or a surprise selection at number one overall. Sure, USC quarterback Caleb Williams is the favorite at minus 1,500, but Drake May, the quarterback out of UNC, plus 1,000. The wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State plus 2,000 and many, many more. So go check them out today over at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, family. I got some good playmakers for the New Orleans Saints on both sides of the ball with their next three selections. So let's break it all down as we continue on with Mock Draft Monday here on Locked on Saints. We appreciate you very much making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 national sports stream over on YouTube, the first of its kind. You can subscribe today at Locked On Sports Today on YouTube to be a part of the history. So with the next three selections, I wanted to get two playmakers, one on each side of the football, but then I also wanted to beef up that defensive interior a little bit as well. So I was able to do that and get that done while also tackling a little bit of an underrated position of need for the New Orleans Saints over on the defensive side of the ball. So now, just as a reminder, I'm going with the second round here, and then I'm waiting until the fifth round. Do I think the New Orleans Saints are really going to stick around and wait through the end of day two, the whole first round of day three, and wait until their fifth round selection? No, probably not. But, but I do think that for right now, until free agency is over with, until the combine's over with, I'm not going to project any trades because once we get through free agency, we'll get a better idea of the needs, the wants, all of those other things. Right now, it's all about introducing you to prospects that can be a fit anywhere in the draft. So I'm looking at round two, and then I'm skipping over to the 
four fifth round picks. We're only going to take a look at two of them here in this segment, and then we'll wrap up with the rest here in a little bit. So let's start off with the second round here. Have you ever thought of linebacker as a potential need for the New Orleans Saints? If so, I have two, and I found a really, really good one for the New Orleans Saints. How about six foot three, 230 pound linebacker out of Texas A&M, Edrin Cooper? Now, Edrin Cooper, Ed, actually, I don't want to go to Edrin Cooper just yet. Actually, the reason why I made this selection is because if you're the New Orleans Saints, you have to be looking ahead now, right? Demario Davis, we don't know how many more years he's going to play. Do you feel good with just Pete Werner as one of your backup guys? You need to continue to bolster things there. How is Nephi Sewell's you know, injury rehab process going to go? All those other things. He was on the float out here during Mardi Gras in one of the parades. I think he was in the Tux parade, if I remember correctly. New hairdo, looked really good. But you know, he's uh, he's doing better and everything. So will he be back? Will he be ready to go in time for the Saints this offseason? All of those other things. There's just a lot of question marks going on at linebacker. Will Zach Bond be back? Will he end up signing elsewhere that wants to use him a little bit more as a pass rusher, even if he is back in New Orleans? Is he with the edge rushers as opposed to with the linebackers? There's just a lot of questions at this position. And so I think that it would be a good idea for the Saints to start to get an influx of young, new talent at that position. So that's why I went with Edrin Cooper. So let's break down Edrin Cooper a little bit. As I mentioned, six foot three, 230 pounds coming out of Texas A&M, which of course is Dennis Allen's alma mater. Uh, in coverage, didn't allow any touchdowns. He had 30.5 tackles for a loss. He also had eight sacks just last year. Now he had eight and a half over the course of his entire career, eight of them in 2023. So they allowed him maybe to rush the passer a little bit more over at Texas A&M here in 2023. He saw the tackles for a loss as well, or heard the tackles for a loss, rather, 30 and a half. So he's very active getting into the backfield. He's got some coverage ability, good speed, good athleticism. He's just one of those guys that can go out there and make plays for you in the second level and in the middle of your defense. That's a really big need for the New Orleans Saints for their future. And I don't mind spending a second round pick here for a guy that might barely see the field his first year and then might see his field. Uh, you might see the field a ton if there's an injury or going into next year, depending upon what Demario Davis's future looks like and how many years he's still around. I don't mind doing that, especially for a talent like Edrin Cooper, who is a true all around do it all type of linebacker, sideline to sideline, good speed, good athleticism, good coverage, good you know, as a run defender, solid tackler, like there's just a lot to like about Edrin Cooper. So I'm really all about what it is that he's going to be able to bring if the Saints were to select him in the second round of this draft. So now jumping ahead to the fifth round again, the Saints are expected to have their own fifth round pick and three, uh, three uh, fifth round compensatory selections as well. We'll see if one of those ends up conveying to the fourth round. I think it would be David on Yamada's if that happened. We'll see. Uh, what happens there. But either way, jumping to the fifth round here and in bolstering that defensive interior. The Saints went first round defensive tackle out of Clemson last year. I'm going fifth round defensive tackle out of Clemson this year in Tyler Davis. Tyler Davis at six foot one, 299 pounds, a little bit undersized. He's got a 7.7 .7 run stop rate, which reflects that 7.7 .7 run stop rates. Okay. Not, not elite, not spectacular, not bad, not horrific. Uh, just good and solid, and and you'll take that, especially for a guy that's on your defensive interior. 30-3-0 career tackles for a loss, as well as 16 career sacks as well. So he's got what it takes to be disruptive from the interior. And so get him in. He knows Brian Brzee. Get the two of them paired up together as he continues to develop and just add another one of those potential 
you know, bodies that can end up creating some disruption for you along with the run stuffers. I think if you make this selection, Tyler Davis, it probably means that you retained uh, Malcolm Roach. Malcolm Roach is your premier run stopper at defensive tackle right now if you're the New Orleans Saints, right? On the New Orleans Saints roster or coming off of the New Orleans Saints roster. I think keeping him in New Orleans would be fantastic. First of all, he's a Louisiana guy, so keeping him in New Orleans is a good story. But like he's the mold of run defender in the interior that the New Orleans Saints need. They let Malcolm Brown go, or rather traded Malcolm Brown away a few years ago, and they've never really recovered from that as a run defense in the interior in particular. And so getting a guy like Malcolm Roach to stick around allows you to be able to add a little bit more of a dynamic, even though undersized athlete in Tyler Davis to help you generate more pressure right up the middle, especially when you're dealing with a diminutive quarterback in, you know, size wise in uh, Bryce Young over in Carolina. You've got Baker Mayfield over in Tampa who folds under pressure. And then we'll see what happens when it comes to Atlanta and their quarterback situation. A lot of rumors right now flying around that they might go with Kirk Cousins. And you want to talk about folding under pressure, Kirk Cousins and the chaos that he brings as a guy that can be elite on some Sundays and then be, you know, just awful on other Sundays, putting pressure on him can make a big difference. And so adding a guy that can add that interior pressure along with Brian Brzee, along with Nathan Shepard, along with Tano Passanio, along with Colin Saunders, you'll be able to really see the benefits of that within your own division, which is what you're building to win anyway. And then finally, with the first compensatory selection in the fifth round, I went with a guy who is maybe one of my favorite playmakers in this year's draft. He's got returnability. He's got experience at wide receiver when he was with Iowa, but then has spent his time in Purdue as a running back. And that is Purdue running back Tyrone Tracy, technically Tyrone Tracy Jr. Yards from scrimmage over the course of his career, 2,148, has 15 touchdowns from scrimmage. Uh, over the course of his career as well. That includes some rushing touchdowns, some receiving touchdowns, uh, 8.3 yards per touch. He can also return kicks for you in the kick return game, in the punt return game. He's got great speed, fantastic hands and tracking ability as well. He was a wide receiver when he was with Iowa. Now he's moved to running back and has done some really, really nice things there while at Purdue. He's a running back with good size as well, six foot one, 210 pounds. Not too shabby for a wide receiver either. So think about him as kind of a modern day Ty Montgomery. And when you think about the positionlessness of the the, the Shanahan offense, the Kubiak offense, all those things where you got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, you got to be able to line up out wide, motion out wide and be a threat. Tyrone Tracy is a guy that would immediately be a threat in this Clint Kubiak offense. And it allows you to not overcrowd your running back room because he could spend time in both running back and wide receiver rooms and get time on the field as both, where the Saints have a very, very slim wide receiver room right now. Depending upon how they address that in free agency, adding a guy that can move rooms a little bit, have that positionlessness, have that utility that you're used to seeing from a Shanahan-style offense, from a Kubiak-style offense, Tyrone Tracy is a fantastic selection, especially at this point in the draft. All right, we got one, two, three, four, five more selections left, and we're going all prototypes here to wrap up the end of the draft to help build out the depth. What does that look like for the New Orleans Saints? We're breaking it down as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Buying tickets should be an easy and enjoyable experience, whether you're buying them months in advance or minutes in advance. It shouldn't matter. Months, minutes, months, minutes. It doesn't 
matter. You should be able to jump onto an app, be able to see where it is that you're buying your seats, right? See the view from those seats and be able to easily get tickets to all of your favorite sports, music, comedy, theater events, and more that are all near you. And Game Time helps that happen. You've got to go and download the Game Time app. It is the only ticketing app in the that I've ever used that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchases. Not only can you see the view of your seats before you buy them, but all in prices show you the total upfront so that you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can also buy tickets in seconds with simply two taps. So take all the guesswork out of buying tickets by using Game Time today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the promo code L O C K E D. Two three for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's get it, Huda Nation. You know, eventually the New Orleans Saints are going to subscribe to their prototypes in this draft. So let's take a look at some of the late day three selections that could potentially land there. Now we use the first round selection on Olu Fashanu, somebody that absolutely fits that mold. Uh, no doubt, right? That fits the Saints prototype at offensive tackle and all those things. But let's take a look at sort of the bigger pieces on how you can build depth by taking a look at the specifics of what the New Orleans Saints might pursue, particularly over on the defensive side. We're going to see a lot of defensive selections here as we wrap this up. Appreciate you very much as always for being here. And of course, don't forget that we are your team every day. So we'll be back here tomorrow with a fresh episode continuing to break down what you should expect from Clint Kubiak and this New Orleans Saints offense by going back. Do you know what the origin of the Kyle Shanahan offense and how Clint Kubiak is intimately connected to that origin? Do you know about that? We're going to break all that down in tomorrow's episode. So, all right. Think about what the New Orleans Saints love when it comes to their edge rushers, right? Six foot five, 260 plus pounds. What if I told you that there's a guy like that um, in this draft and late uh, that comes from a Big Ten school? So not really a small school situation or anything like that, but does have the high motor, does have the endless amounts of energy, does have the, you know, team um, team support, right? A big leader in the locker room type, all of that. Uh, but also has not a lot of sack production in his time in college. Yeah, that sounds like somebody the New Orleans Saints might select. Is this somebody that I would select? Maybe not. Depends on who else is on the board. But for the New Orleans Saints in this experiment, I went with Michigan edge rusher, Braden McGregor, seven career sacks over the time, over his time in uh, Michigan. Not, not, not great, right? Not a lot of sack production. 15 tackles for a loss and then a 14.5% 2023 pass rush win rate, which isn't really bad at all. So it's another example of a big guy, six foot five, 263 pounds, senior bowl guy that also doesn't have, or, or that's getting a lot of pressure, but isn't getting a lot of sacks over the course of his time. I think that McGregor is a guy that you bring into the NFL and that you roll the dice on with a day three selection and allow him to be a situational pass rusher. He's probably not a three down guy, at least right away in the NFL. Maybe he grows into that. Like I never want to pretend like draft prospects are finished products. That's never the case. And there are several examples of that. Look at Zach Bond, uh, look at Caden Ellis, look at 
geez, you, you can look at first round selections. So even Eric McCoy like took he developed over time, got better over time. He was, he was a plug and play starter right away, but has gotten even better over time. I think he was Pro Football Focus's third ranked center this year. Take take or leave pass rush, you know, or, or Pro Football Focus grades all that you want, but it's the metric by which all of the centers are being graded. So in that metric, he was top three. So look, he's a guy that can be drafted, and then all of a sudden gets the NFL and is a better pro than he was a collegiate prospect and gets more sacks, you know, finishes plays, uh, gets paired with the right defensive line coach, gets paired with the right defensive coordinator that maximizes him in a specific way that Michigan's defense didn't, whatever it might be. So if their tools are there, and look, he checks the boxes from the prototype, six foot five, uh, 263 pounds, all those things, then yeah, roll the dice and see what you can get out of a guy, especially in the fifth round. If you're going to roll in the dice and get what you can get out of a guy in the fifth round, let's wrap up the fifth round here with offensive lineman out of North Dakota State University, Jalen Sundle. Jalen has played left tackle in 2023, but has also played center when he had to move over to that position in the couple of years before that. Allowed only two career sacks, despite the fact that he was playing in multiple different positions. 18 pressures over the course of his career as well. Why do I highlight the fact that he's played left tackle and center? You know why. The New Orleans Saints love their versatile offensive linemen. They'll do just about anything, it seems, to not have a backup center by position designated on the roster. Instead, look at all these guys that can play in all these different positions. And I don't think that that's the wrong way to go. I just wish every now and then that there was a backup center on the roster. You know what I mean? Um, but he, he fits the mold when it comes to that. He's got the size mold as well, coming in at uh, six foot five, 300 pounds, got left tackle and center experience, which means that conventionally what that means is that the, the belief will be that he can play all five positions because he played center, which means that he's played in the tight space, which he could do at left and right guard. Because he's played left tackle, there's usually an understanding or at least an expectation that he could bounce over to right tackle given the appropriate amount of time and all that. So you got a potential five-position guy. At worst, you got probably a three-position guy, left tackle, center, and some other spot. At worst, you've got a left tackle and center. Woe is me. Uh, and more than likely, he's a guy that bounces to the inside anyway, just because of his size. Again, six foot five, 300 pounds. It, he's not small by any means, but he's not left tackle big, right? So I, I would look out for a guy like Jalen Sundell coming out of a smaller school, having the versatility to play anywhere along the offensive line, and then checking the size boxes, particularly for the interior. All right, this is my one and only repeat pick from a previous mock draft in this mock draft. So I really went out of my way to make sure that I'm introducing you to new prospects in this one. But let's go back to one that I know I like, one that I think that the Saints will like as well, especially with this prototype. Edge rusher out of Washington State, Brennan Jackson, six foot four, 266 pounds. Great character guy as well. Like one of those dudes that you just love having in the locker room. 20 and a half career sacks, 35 career tackles for a loss, 11.1%, uh, I'm sorry, 11.8% pass rush win rate. Fine, good, good, better than good, better than average, I would say. Um, but you can see the production, 20 and a half career sacks, 35 career tackles for a loss. You can feel sort of the, locker room fit that he would be as well. Um, I had somebody reach out to me that knows him from Washington State and said that he treats everybody great, always has a smile on his face, very nice guy, 
treats you know people that are on the team just as well or people that aren't on the football team just as well as people that are on the football team says hi to everybody that kind of dude so really cool just sort of like character stuff to hear about him i think all that stuff shines through too in terms of what the new orleans saints might be looking for you know how they go right like it's not just about you know how does this player fit on the field it's about how they fit in the locker room as well let's talk about a fit on the field uh, again, following the prototype here, you need a big-bodied wide receiver. Let's grab one late. This is a six-round selection out of University of, you're going to remember this one, Texas San Antonio UTSA. Yes, the wonderful, glorious alma mater of Marcus Davenport. Let's take a look at wide receiver Joshua Cephas. I love any last name that is Cephas. 89 catches in 2023, 1,151 receiving yards that year as well, along with 10 receiving touchdowns. This dude is big, six foot three, uh, needs to maybe add a little bit more, but has the frame to do it in terms of weight. Uh, he's listed at 185 pounds. We'll see later on down the line sort of where he lands there. But uh, he had the uh, fifth most screen yards in the nation at that size, at the size of six foot three. He was the screen guy, one of the top five in the country. But one of the things that I really like about it is that he was targeted 121 times, only had one drop. One drop in that time. That's really, really solid. Just what you would be looking for from a six foot three wide receiver that can come in along with A.T. Perry, go out there and make some tough catches for you. Uh, Cephas isn't a contested catch guy. He's a little bit over 26% contested catch rate last year um, and all that. But uh, I think that he's one of those guys that you can grab late, see what he turns into, give him the Marcus Colston opportunity, right? Give him the opportunity to be able to surprise you coming from a small school, having size, all those other things. I do think, though, that bulking up will be uh, in his future and would be good for his future in the NFL as well. Let's wrap it up with one local guy. One local guy. Don't worry, we're not going LSU here, but we'll go Louisiana Tech. How about Willie Roberts? Cornerback out of La Tech, 5'11", 190 pounds, 190, nine career interceptions, pretty good. 39.4 career completion percentage against. That's spectacular. 18 forced incompletions in 2023, which ranked second for pro football focus. So he's not a guy that's got a lot of interceptions. I mean, nine's not bad. He had four in one season just a year ago. He had one last year. Not terrible at all. But, you know, he's not in the double digits and things like that. But you look at the 39.4 career incompletion percentage or completion percentage, excuse me, um, and in the forced incompletions, that's really good. That's good ball skills. That's good ability to affect the ball affect the receiver at the catch point, however it is that you want to look at it. Um, those are good qualities for a disruptive player on the um, uh, at, at corner. And he's mostly an outside corner, not really a slot corner. Slot corner is a little bit tougher to come by in this year's draft. A lot of those guys are going to go set third, fourth rounds. Maybe that's one of those trade-up opportunities we look at later on. So starting off with Olu Fashano on the offensive line, running over to the defensive side for Edron Cooper, the linebacker at Texas A&M. Uh, shoring up the interior of the defensive line with Tyler Davis out of Clemson, adding the playmaker Tyrone Tracy, the running back out of Purdue, former wide receiver over at Iowa. Uh, Braden McGregor getting in as the you know prototypical edge rusher. Jalen Sundell coming out of North Dakota State University, a guy that can move around the offensive line for you. Brennan Jackson, good culture fit, but also productive edge rusher out of Washington State. Joshua Cephas, the big bodied pass catcher, but also Got some speed and some breakaway ability as the nation's fifth most screen yards receiver uh, over at UTSA and then wrapped up with LaTeX cornerback Willie Roberts, which is just a fantastic football name, by the way. Um, 
that's a solid draft. It's a solid draft for the New Orleans Saints. Let me know what you think and let me see your mock drafts as well. All right, y'all, I appreciate you very much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day for your second listen. All-star breaks over. Run over to Jake Madison over at Locked on Pelicans. Going to get you up to date with everything you should expect in the second half of the season from Zion, BI, and more. Of course, Locked on LSU, Caroline Fenton holding it down over there as well. Appreciate you as always. Make it Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.